coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Another reason why you may stick by an emotionally unavailable person or keep entertaining them is because you're codependent. And when I say you're codependent, it could be that you're just needing someone to validate you and the love that you have to offer and give is good enough. It could be basically like, okay, like, like he's a challenge to you. And so because he's like a challenge to you, you stick around and that kind of feels like love to you because it's like, I am trying so hard to show this person that I'm worthy of them letting their guard down, I'm worthy of them becoming available and you're trying so hard to work to that, it feels like love because it's like a chase. And because it's like a chase, it really feels like it's love for you. That's really, you know, you're thinking I'm really into this person because I'm trying to really win them over. I'm trying to make them available. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to our learning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey girlfriends, welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach. Kendall D. Alright. So fix my hair. Hold on. Okay. So today we're gonna be talking about leaving the emotionally unavailable men alone. Because I know you mess with them. I know you like it on one right now. I know you just can't seem to get over one that can't seem to like you back right now. And I and I know I, I know. I, I, I can sense it. It's Pisces intuition. I know we need to talk about this because it's like, <laughs> of course, I've been that girl too, literally. But I'm like, I've been released from the shackles of emotional, emotional unavailable men, even in, even before um, meeting my husband. Like, I was slowly, I got on it after my last ex, after my ex Sebastian that y'all know I'm talking about on Toxic Ex Chronicles. By the way, check out my new series on YouTube called Toxic, which is like a redemption of my um, Toxic Ex Chronicles book. I decided to put it on YouTube and make it my, my own series because, you know, I want it to be a real series one day with like real actors and everything like that. So I said, why don't we just start there? Just you know, get the people talking and get the people watching that and see how they go. So check that out, please. Run that up for me, okay, y'all? I need I need a show. I need this to be a show. Run it up for me. Go on there. My YouTube channel is Kindle D. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, um, yeah, run it up on YouTube. So it's called Toxic, by the way. And we're on series two. Series, and it comes out every Tuesday. So... 
episode two, I mean. Anyway, back to the program. Talking about these emotionally unavailable men. Okay, because I want y'all to know that there are I don't want to say I don't want to say different types of emotionally unavailable men. There are emotionally unavailable men that may not come off like that in the beginning, or they may just be unavailable. Period. They may just be avoidant. They may not um, be consistent. They may not. In all overall, what it is is they're afraid to get that deep with you. That's what I mean by emotionally unavailable. It's like they like you. They like surface you. They like um, how you look. They like um, having sex with you. They like um, talking with you maybe even. They like surface level things with you. But when it's time to get deep and actually connect and securely attach, they can't do that. And yeah, you need to leave them alone. <laughs> because it's never going to change. And, and if it does... You know, don't stick around trying to be the one to change that, you know? But anyway, I guess I want to start with why you make why you may keep attracting or ending up with emotionally unavailable guys. Like, what is it about them that you keep on just being like attracted to and wanting to get to know? First for starters, first off, you won't always know in the beginning if they're emotionally unavailable, but I'm going to tell you a few tricks first on how to tell that they are. So, in the beginning, typically what makes you attracted to a man like this anyway, is that they can be very charming. They can be not only very charming, can be a little forward. They can, you know, they're not going to come off like they don't like you or want to entertain you or want you to entertain them or whatever. They're going to come off like, you know, because it's surface. In the beginning, that's when the endorphins are the highest and everything is the best. And that's when, you know, they're like giving you giving you their best, basically, before the inconsistency start. And so how I would say to work that is in the beginning, don't get too excited about how how things are going in the beginning because you don't know enough about them yet. You only know what they have shown you so far. And you only like what you have been shown so far. You can't say you really like them as a whole because you don't know them. Okay? And so how I like to say the work that in the beginning is, especially if it's moving too fast, okay, that's love bombing. Get out. We talked. I talked about that on the episode, previous episode, go uh, episode or two back, about love bombing and how to never fall for love bombing again. I talked about that. But... If it's like, you know, in the beginning you liking him, they're taking you out, doing all the nice things. Just because they're doing nice things don't mean they're emotionally available. The way you can kind of tell is by the conversations. Are the conversations just surface level? Does he talk about himself? If he's not talking about himself a lot, then that could be a sign that he's not trying to get emotionally there or deep with you. He's not available for you like you would want. He's only available for the surface level shit and maybe some sex every now and then. Not the commitment. So if he's not really giving you any of him and, and he's not letting you know about who he is or he's not interested in who you are, that's a big sign that he's possibly emotionally unavailable. Just because he's nice and paying for dates don't mean a damn thing. Because I had a guy like that. Here's my personal story that I can tell you how I found out that someone's emotionally unavailable. And I knew, but I still kept seeing him because I was hoping it would change and it didn't. But yeah, so... <laughs> 
And this is guy that I was talking to, and I remember distinctively, I asked him, I think I asked him, like, what his last name was. We had been talking for nearly a month. We went on a one date, and I think I asked him, you know, what's his last name or something like that. And he made me work for it. He didn't want to tell me. He was like, why you want to know that and this and that. That's not important. I'm like, I'm thinking myself, if we're getting to know each other. Because he had not he had not flat out told me that he didn't want a relationship. He was still talking to me like every day, twice a day. We hadn't gone on another date, so I was a little confused about that. But I'm like, maybe he's just busy. I didn't know. But we were still talking. So I'm like, you know, we'll just see where this goes. I like him. We'll just talk. So I'm like, we've been talking nearly a month. And you don't want to tell me your last name. And I was so confused I wasn't no I wasn't confused I was not confused I was like yeah I don't think he wants anything serious because I, I can tell but I'm like I'm just gonna play it off and try anyway so he he I think he made me guess play like some kind of guessing game and he wouldn't tell me that night I think I ended up figuring he ended up telling me or he figured it out the next day or so I'm like oh, okay he finally told me but it was like he didn't want to or I guessed it or some shit like that it's like some little game around it or some shit, some some dumb shit. And I was like, okay, like that was hard. Why should that be that hard? And come to find out, of course, he didn't want anything serious. Duh. But to compare that to when I met my husband, who was and is emotionally available, um, his initials were CJ on his page. That's his name, CJ. And I think the first time we talked... Maybe even the second time. It was like early on. I asked, I asked him, hey, so what does CJ stand for? Told me flat out. First middle name. Told me flat out. Because he had his first name and his last name on there. So he told me flat out. I knew his last name and I was just like, what does it stand for? And he told me. No guessing games. No nothing. And so that's like a small sign. It's like, you'll just be able to tell by how the conversation goes. Are the conversations light? Or are the conversations like... Hey, I really like you. I want to get to know you. Are we are we talking about real shit? And let me tell you something else. I ain't talking about that little shit like, oh, my ex is this, my ex did this, because that's something else. That's another little game I feel like emotional unavailable guys play. They will tell you deep shit about their like past life with their exes. Just to make it seem like they're getting deep with you and they're getting to know you. But that's what they're more comfortable with doing. They're more comfortable with talking about their past and their exes and how their exes want to shit. How it was in this bad relationship to kind of get you like, oh, on their side, I guess. Like, I guess that's what they're doing. And so they'll do that, but not talk about anything else deep. And so I had a couple of guys I was dating that would talk about their exes and the shit they've been through and stuff. And kind of joke about it. So one of them was like, still kind of mad about it. And I didn't take, I didn't think none of it. I was like, oh, you know, he's opening up to me. No, he wasn't not opening up to me. <laughs> That's what I find the simplest thing or some, maybe it's a manipulation, manipulation tactic of them. That's what they do. They get you like, they don't have much to go off of. And they don't have much to do, especially if they don't know how to really flirt. Like one guy I talked to that was emotionally unavailable, didn't really know how to flirt. And so he would talk about his ex like that. Talk about his kid a little bit. But it was never really like nothing with substance, I guess. Nothing like we really were trying to get to know each other. It was just, it was good conversation, but it was very just light and surface. Which is fine, you're getting to know someone in the beginning. But as time moves on, you're like, you know, 
you you're trying to really get to know them and if you feel like things are just so surface level that's a sign they're emotionally unavailable and they're not available for a relationship they're just available maybe to fuck and that's it or just available because they're bored especially if they come if they become inconsistent hot and cold yeah and so what's attractive about these guys that makes you want to keep talking to them i would say what it is it's a few things Number one thing is guys like this can be mysterious. Guys like this can be not only mysterious, they can be seem interesting. And it almost feels like it's a, a chase, I guess, to get to know them. Because it's like they're giving you bits and pieces of them at a time. Um, they're usually like the, um, the, I guess, too cool for school type guys. Real laid back, real cool, and they usually can be attractive. Um, or they're either coming on really strong to you and, you know, cause they can, they get their part down. Sometimes they'll have that part down. They know how to come on strong in the beginning cause they know they have nothing else to offer, but they can kind of like come on strong and talk, talk a good game and stuff. So they'll do that. And that's attractive. That is exciting. That's a good feeling. So of course you're going to like, you know, be taken away by that and forget all the other shit you're supposed to be looking for. And forget all the other shit that's supposed to be happening right now. Because you're like, oh, he's just so, I don't know, whatever you would say, dreamy or whatever you would call him. You know, and you're excited about it. And it's like getting you excited to see them. Because it's like, you never know what you're going to get or how much you're going to get. So it's like exciting. It's like an addiction. Like a chase. So that can be one of the reasons why you're attracted to that. And you, and by the time you realize they're unavailable or they're, they're mostly unavailable and they're not going to, you know, go deep with you and that they don't really want a commitment and all that. Or they tiptoe around the conversation before, by the time you get that deep in or by the time you get to that point, you're already deep in and you're like, I can't just turn away. I like them too much and you don't want to give up and you thinking it can change. So you stick in that. Another reason why you may stick by an emotionally unavailable person or keep entertaining them is because you're codependent. And when I say you're codependent, it could be that you're just needing someone to validate you and the love that you have to offer and give is good enough. It could be basically like, okay, like, like he's a challenge to you. And so because he's like a challenge to you, you stick around and that kind of feels like love to you because it's like, I am trying so hard to show this person that I'm worthy of them letting their guard down, worthy of them becoming available and you're trying so hard to work to that, it feels like love because it's like a chase. And because it's like a chase, it really feels like it's love for you. That's really, you know, you're, you're thinking I'm really into this person because I'm trying to really win them over. I'm trying to make them available. And so that feels like love and you get stuck in it and caught up because you already grew to like them a lot but how they came on at you at the beginning. And so now you're really stuck in it trying to make that work. You see how that goes? And it may be like a validation boost, self-esteem boost to you if you get them to actually really like you. If you get them to change for you. And you like you want to feel like you're good enough. Like, okay, I'm good enough. I got him to change his ways for me. So that's another reason why you stay stuck in that. Another reason why you may not can leave the emotionally available man alone is because... You may be emotionally unavailable yourself, girlfriend. Yes, you are emotionally unavailable as well, probably too. Let me explain. I've explained this before on my Instagram page, but I want to explain it here a little bit. So, oh well, in more detail, I guess I would say. So I wrote some notes, because hold on. So you may be emotionally unavailable too, because you haven't really worked on yourself or your healing to realize this. And so 
what you're doing is you're maybe reenacting childhood trauma. And what I mean by that is that you may have had an emotionally unavailable parent. It could be the parent that wants you to always be perfect. The parent that, you know, they may have act like they love you and gave you love and not abuse you, nothing like that. It doesn't have to be bad. But maybe they expect you to always be perfect. And there were no emotions there because it's like they had their emotions at bay. Your parent wasn't very emotional and they guarded themselves. And so with them like that, and you're seeing them like that, but you're seeing them always trying to strive for perfection, and that's what you want to do. So emotions get a back seat, and it's like strive to be perfect. And so when you're like that, that really puts you in a place of being emotionally unavailable. And so when you're dating people, you're going to probably look for perfection in them as well. You're gonna, And that makes you emotionally unavailable because you're not really ready to accept someone for all of who they are to get really vulnerable and transparent. And that's one way. Another way emotionally unavailable is that you're not used to someone actually seeing your worth and um, loving you, just giving you love just because of who you are. You're used to having to pull it out of someone and earn it and work for it. And so since you're used to that, when someone actually acts like they like you, you may not trust it. You may think something's wrong with it. You may not know how to take it. I mean, y'all seen the Tyler Perry movies. He always got some girl in there, some woman, the main character in there, that's afraid of love. And this nice guy come along and she's like, wait a minute, who are you? I think it was in I Could Do Better By Myself with Tarashi B. Henson character. And how um, she was like, why are you being so nice to us, man? You know, and all that. She didn't know how to take someone healthy coming into her life. She was emotionally unavailable. And... And she seemed very emotionally available to that guy that won shit. If y'all remember the movie. If y'all remember the movie, she was like really into that other guy. But the guy that was trying to be nice to her, she was just like, what's up with that? And so what it is is that you don't trust that someone can actually just really like you for you because you may not like you for you. And so you're emotionally unavailable in that sense. And so guys that are emotionally unavailable strike you as someone that you can love because it's like that, that's who, who pulls the emotions out of you. Someone that's emotionally unavailable, you're now getting emotional because you're trying to make them emotional, make them love you, you're trying to earn their love. And so you may find yourself crying, upset, begging for their love, and like, you know, why don't they want me? You're feeling emotions. You're feeling those emotions. But you're emotionally unavailable maybe to what is actually good and healthy for you. So because this person over here is emotionally un unavailable, you know, that's what brings the emotions out of you. Someone that is available, don't bring those same emotions out of you because you don't know how to take it. You see what I'm saying? And so when that happens, that means you're emotionally unavailable to what is really good for you. And you may not even realize that you're emotionally unavailable. I didn't realize it. You know, I thought that I was because of the men I was dealing with that made me emotional. But they made me emotional because of my anxious attachment and my codependency. They made me emotional because I was chasing them for love. Like, why don't you want me? Like, why are you so hot and cold? Why are you inconsistent? You know, I just want this to work. I want this to be consistent all the time. I thought I had to work to earn it. And so, yeah. That's what makes you emotional and available. And so, what else I want to say on that? Yeah. In that sense, what you do is you got to heal and work on that. And I will say it's going to be some healing alone to realize, you know, what's going on. But you're not going to really become emotionally available until you learn to start dating healthier people. Until you get in a relationship. I can't, say, I can't really say that you heal all that alone. You do some healing alone, but some of it you have, it's relational healing in relationships and how you actually 
um, relate to other people in relationships and, and whoever you're dating. And so alone, you can just basically work on not entertaining men like that anymore, entertaining men that are not emotionally available and stop that part. And then you'll be able to date better quality and someone that is patient and ready to work with you to heal that part of you so that you can feel safe with someone that is actually emotionally available and safe and learn to trust that they truly do love you for you and you don't have to earn it. And so once you get into that space, you'll be able to heal that part of you. So, yeah. But along for me, how I worked on my emotional unavailability, what really helped me was having a good circle of friends that I can actually be vulnerable with. I remember crying for them the first time and feeling the shame that I was crying and how they just opened their arms and welcomed me like, you got nothing to be ashamed of. That was, and I'm like, this is safe. And so having that safe space to cry and release and really be able to, you know, not just have, not just me pouring into someone all the time and hearing their issues. They can actually hear me. They can actually understand my emotions. And they actually wanted and gave a damn, gave a damn about my emotions. And so having a circle of friends like that where we could all be so vulnerable and open with each other. And even my like best, best friend that I cried for for the first time back in the day. You know, all of that helped my emotional availability. And so you have to get into safer spaces with people that are open to be emotionally available. That's friends, family, whoever, associates. You have to be in that type of environment to where people make feelings okay and make it okay to feel and be human. Not someone that's trying to be perfect. Not someone that just bypasses their feelings. Not someone that just jokes about feelings all the time. Someone that actually allows you to feel and doesn't just kind of like push you away when you start showing feelings or get uncomfortable about your feelings or don't talk about their own feelings. And so having a circle like that made all the difference. That was my healing. That's what helped me to heal that is to realize that it's safe and that I, it's okay to be human. It's okay to have emotions. And me doing that healing and that growth helped me to be open to someone safe as a partner. Helped me to be open to be emotionally safe with them. And it was still like a little struggle to get in a healthy relationship and to realize that someone is actually loving me and there for me and safe for me and good for me. It was still it was still some triggers and stuff. But overall, as I started opening up and realizing this is safe, this is safe, I'm okay, this is a good person, and I started building the trust. Yeah. I don't I don't give a fuck about an emotionally unavailable guy anymore. And yeah, emotionally unavailable people, period. And so once you get to that point to where they are not attracted to you anymore and you know that um, nothing's going to come from it. You know that that's not love. I don't want you to be sitting there thinking like, oh, since he's emotionally unavailable, he's just, you know, he's just kind of introverted or he's shy. He likes me, but that's just how he acts. Oh, you know, it, you know, making excuses for him or he had a hard upbringing and this and that. All that may be fine and well, but how does that serve you? Does that give you what you want in a relationship? Does that, um meet your standards at all and so you have to start thinking about that instead of thinking about making excuses for them and just because you like them so much already so that's typically what we do we like someone so much because they're emotionally unavailable men child they can be very very charming in the beginning very very like laying on the charm thick and just 
very charismatic and sometimes and sometimes you don't see it sometimes they're not even really that charming sometimes you don't see that they're emotionally unavailable but hopefully the little tips and tricks i gave you in the beginning can help you to see when they're emotionally unavailable and to kind of like you know mm, i don't know about that and um another way that i forgot to mention you can tell when they're emotionally unavailable is check their history if they've never really been in a in a long-term relationship and they and how they talk about women in relationships acting like it ain't really nothing or they don't really you know want it and all of that then yeah no um no run because sometimes what it is what makes a man emotionally unavailable is that they have trust issues and if you hear them talk bad about exes still you hear that they may have a little trust issue they just seem disgruntled about love relationships period run they're emotionally unavailable and when i say they're emotionally unavailable it's because they are afraid of love Anyone that's afraid of love is emotionally unavailable. Anyone that's afraid of getting hurt is emotionally unavailable. Not saying that, oh, I love to get hurt. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying that anyone that is so afraid of getting hurt that they're afraid to try love and afraid to let anything good come in, they're emotionally unavailable, meaning that they can be you as well. You can be afraid to really let love in and let what's good for you come in because you are afraid that it's not good. You're afraid that it's not safe. You're afraid you're just going to get hurt. You can't trust them. They're being nice to you. You don't believe it. All that is emotional unavailability. And so the way for you to heal that in you is, like I said, to have good connections around you where you can share your emotions and also build a level of self-trust within you. If you build a level of self-trust up in you, I talk about this a lot on some of my other podcasts. Self-trust for me is like really trusting yourself to be able to recover if you are ever hurt. Meaning that you are self-reliant. You can depend on yourself to get you through the dark times, get you through, even even if it's not dark times, to get you through any hurt, any pain, anything that may come up. So that made me resilient. It's like learning self-trust. So it's like I was able to date fearlessly and not be so emotionally unavailable and guarded because I'm like, I'm going to first take my time with you. I'm going to second make sure that you are right for me. I'm, and just for me taking my time with you. I'm going to check for these signs. I'm going to check for the things that I've learned from my previous relationship and realize if someone's emotionally unavailable, not good for me, not wanting what I want. I'm checking for all that. I'm going to take it slow. And so that was me. Like, that's my self-trust to me. Like, I trust myself to make the right decision. I trust my growth. I'm trusting that I'm going to get this right. I'm not going to fuck this up. I know what I'm doing now because I've had all those bad relationships to teach me more about myself and more about what I want. And so... As I was doing that, and I'm also like, okay, I'm trusting that if anything goes wrong, I'm okay with or without this man. I'm okay with or without them, if whatever happens, because it's like, I trust myself to be okay. I'm not putting all my trust in them doing right by me. And so, that, I feel like, helped me to be emotionally available and not so fearful of love or fearful of getting hurt or wanting to, like, not trust someone good for me, showing me love. Because I'm like, I trust me. To get, I got my back. I'm going to be all right. And so I can let this in little by little. And they're being consistent. I'm letting it in. I'm taking it in. I'm not afraid that, oh, he's just going to flip and change on me. Because that happens, I'll be all right too. I'm taking it in slow, you know. I'm trusting me. I'm going with the flow. And, yeah, yeah. that's basically how you work that. That's basically how you cannot be emotionally unavailable. And not even be attracted to the emotional unavailable guys. Because, I mean, you may be attracted to them because they just are easier. They remind you of an emotionally unavailable parent. 
that's something else I forgot to mention. If they remind you of a parent that was emotionally unavailable and you had a relationship like that with them, you may be trying to redo that relationship that you didn't get a chance to do then. Like you were trying to make your parents love you and it was conditional love. You may be reacting that. That's also part of it. But I think that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Leave emotional unavailable men alone. And you do that by working on your emotional availability and working on yourself. Okay? So, bonus episodes on my Patreon as always. Patreon.com slash I've been that girl. Check that out. Check out my episodes Toxic. Check out my series Toxic on my YouTube channel. Please run that up. I want thousands on that. Run that up, y'all. Um, it's good. It's, it's good. And it's like, yeah. But anyway... That's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one, peace out.